Hello everybody and welcome to Brunvagun, you will not get there on a road bike. People are so excited today, really really excited, for three reasons. The first reason is because of the episode of today. I've been talking with an amazing person, Alexa, marketing manager of Pro, and we're going to talk a lot about inclusivity, sustainability, and also building up a brand identity. A lot of things that I'm pretty passionate about. The second thing is because of the amazing sun that is coming in from the window. And the third one is because this sun is coming in while I am in the media room of the Bike Connection Agency event, Road Gravel Spring 23. Here again, trying to meet a lot of super nice people and try to meet, for sure, I'm going to meet a lot of nice people. Come on, don't get me wrong. And as well, because I'm going to have a lot of super nice talks and also some cool episodes are going to come out. But that's the story from another day. Now, just kick off by saying that you can follow this podcast, the Broomwagon podcast on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, whatever. Please subscribe, rate it, comment it. Push the bell button, the bell button, bell button. So you're going to get notifications every time that this episode is going to go live. Not this one. I mean, any episode is going to go live. And as well, you can share this episode. And if you want to support even more this podcast that from this year has been completely independent and completely supported by you people, down here in the description, there's going to be, yeah, a coffee link so if you want to pay me a coffee this is super appreciated and you will keep this podcast quite independent as much as independent as possible i would say then as well you can follow this podcast on instagram broom wagon podcast or you can follow directly me my name my voice calamaro cc on the instagram as well you know that actually i promise you that every single episode i'm gonna recommend you a nice charity to support because we like to support right really good causes actually i received an email from phil uh, after the first episode with finley newmark by the way really finley you are doing amazing things and uh, your videos from kenya they are just amazing anyways that's another story so after the episode with finley uh, i got this email from phil and uh, he runs this um, social enterprise he called it called upcycle and uh, the handle is upcycleLondonLDN.co.uk or on Instagram, icyclelondonldn underscore. Basically, the, yes, the social enterprise is taking care about uh, bike repair workshops and uh, teaching cycle skills to young people from disadvantaged background. Super amazing course, you know that actually I love this kind of thing, and you know also my partnership with Big Guy Geese, I mean, I can say that probably. And uh, this is something pretty similar, moved in the UK, but basically with the same background. Go to the website, again, upcyclelondonldn.co.uk, description below, you can find the link. And uh, if you can, just drop some coins, or I saw that actually you can also donate your old bicycle and they're going to take care of fixing it and give it to somebody who is going to make the best of the uses for it. Thanks a lot, Phil, for reaching out and everybody out there. If you have a good cause, a good charity, something that you're running or something that you're just following, just let me know. I will be sure to mention during these episodes. Talking about episodes, let's move forward. Alexa. Alexa Cunningham. I met her exactly last year at this event, at the BCA event, and we had super amazing talks, and uh, it, I was super fascinating understanding how 
Pro and Shimano are related. I mean, mother company is Shimano and then daughter company is Pro. And then out of it, they are trying to build up their brands with their values and also with their initiatives that are quite different and peculiar, still staying in the same family. And out of it, also all the outcome of it. And so we had this amazing conversation. I was at the Shimano headquarters in Eindhoven uh, a bit of time ago. And we had this amazing long conversation talking about everything related to brand and then talking about sustainability and then talking about inclusivity. I mean, the main pillars of this podcast, the Broomwagon podcast. Listen to that. I hope you're going to enjoy it. You're going to enjoy it as much as I did. And uh, yeah, I will talk to you at the end for the housekeeping stuff. And see you later. Huh? It's so cool when you get invited to super nice places by super nice people. And that's the reason why today, that's the reason why today I'm here at the Shimano offices. We're going to talk about that but on the pro section together with Alexa Cunningham. Cunningham. <laughs> Does it work? Yeah, Stefano, good to have you here as a special guest. I think uh, I think you're coming to see the underbelly and well, I don't refer to it as the underbelly, but a very special part of, uh, of yes, the Shimano building at the high-tech campus in, uh, in Eindhoven, but the home of pro. That's perfect. So here the concept of cities... Well, here was invented the concept of cities, right? Yes, yeah, so that's what I've heard. So the, basically the land that we're on at the moment is, uh, is it's Philips. So um, I think anybody who knows Philips in terms of light bulbs and et cetera and appliances, um, this is the home of it. Mm-hmm. Um, Eindhoven is in essence the home of Philips. And um, yeah, they said that this is where the, the first city was invented. So, um, And they've also said that it is uh, the smartest square mile on the planet. Not today. Well, no, not today. It's, it's, uh... No, not today because I'm here, actually. So I'm raising down the bar. I'm pulling down the bar. <laughs> no, no, not today because there's also not many people here. Okay. It's a Friday in the Netherlands. I think uh, everyone's working from home. And I think that's what you've seen as well, walking around the building with me, is um, that not many people come into the office on a Friday because we, we work for such a great company that for, affords us the opportunity to work hybrid. That's super amazing. So, Alexa, uh, I'm going to start by saying that we got, I got the pleasure to meet you. I don't know, it's actually also <laughs> on the other way around. Last year at BCA in Massa Marittima, yeah. uh, you were there presenting actually Pro and all the innovations there. And it's BCA, if you know people, if you listen to my episode last year, it's such an amazing playground and media camp where you meet people, super creative people, super great brand. You can talk about everything, test bikes, and also at the end of the old testing and the old working talk about belgian beers well i think that was i mean that was the cherry on the cake right of um of bca is uh, right at the end of it that podcast <laughs> that you were that you were recording um we got into a really heated conversation with with Corey as well um and uh, and bert from from ridley was there as well and Shall we shut out? I mean, people, you are great. I think I'm going to meet for sure. Yeah, I mean, Corey is going to be there. Bert, I don't know, but I hope I'm going to meet him soon. But the conversation was amazing, right? It was good. I mean, I was I was advocating for South African uh, craft beer and, and everybody else was crafting and well, advocating for, uh, for Belgian beers. And we got into a pretty heated uh, debate. But um, it's quite funny that today, after not having seen you since then, 
um, we, we exchanged gifts and, uh, well, I'll let you, you tell the story of what the gifts were. <laughs> uh, long story short, at the moment, my, let's say, my main occupation is working for a company who is printing, digitally printing on aluminum cans. This means, we normally order quantities. This means I work with a lot of craft beers producers. Yeah. And uh, I have the opportunity of testing some of the best craft beer t- beers, at least in Europe. So probably South oh, Africa. Oh, a hard is, job. It must be... It must be incredible. It must be terrible. Terrible. Talking with super amazing people. It's really, it's really awful every day. <laughs> and so, I mean, for me, it's really a pleasure also to share with my friends and people that I meet also yeah. this amazing beer and also the amazing artwork that I'm putting on the can. So I said, okay, today I'm meeting Alexa. We talked about beer. She deserves some good craft beer. That little brackets if last time that we talked about craft beer i said the italian one is not really good (laughs) just (laughs) to put the words in the same place and now i can say that i still have the same feeling about it but now i think that actually if before i was saying that belgian beer was the best now i'm actually probably shifting a bit more into dutch beer craft beer that's why i gave you like three i think three cans of super good I mean, it's from Amsterdam, I think. Amsterdam craft beer. Super good. And then you saw the box. You were super happy. I saw something anyways in your eyes. (laughs) And then we jumped here at the office. We went to the fridge and and you told me, ah, you know what, Stefano? And this is also my present to you. Four bottles of (laughs) beer. Shuf, my favorite one. Yeah, all the way from uh, from Belgium. I live quite close to the Belgian border. And uh, I do recall that in Massimo we were also drinking Le Shuf. So Mm. um, I thought it would be quite an apt gift to to give you uh, today. But um, but it's really great to have you, Jan. I mean, all the way from... From Switzerland. Absolutely. I mean, it's a, it's a long way for you. And, and yeah, great to, to bring you into the world of, of pro and, and looking forward to chatting about what it is that we do and, and what we've got coming up and what we're about as a brand. But shall we start about, I mean, shall start talking about you? Tell me or <laughs> tell all of us more about you as, I mean, Alexa, who are you? Yeah. Yeah, so um, I, I guess you can hear by my accent, I've got quite an unusual accent. Um, most people, when they meet me, they think that I'm from Australia. I am proudly South African and uh, moved to the Netherlands roughly three and a half years ago. Uh, I lie, about three, almost four years now, and uh, picked up uh, an amazing opportunity to work for, uh, for Shimano um, as marketing manager responsible global for, for pro. And, um, yeah, I, uh, I live just south of Eindhoven, 25 minutes away. I've got a... a 25 time. minutes with a bike, right? Oh, well, unfortunately, with a car. <laughs> In summer, it's by bike. Okay. In summer, it's by bike. It takes me about, yeah, 40 minutes, 45 minutes in summer. Um, man, it gets cold here, you know. I'm from Africa, so I'm, it's, I'm, I'm still not adjusted to the temperatures here. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it's, it's, it, I don't know if you've watched Cool Runnings, mm-hmm. but that, that scene where they're literally walking out of the, the airport for the first time when, when they, they land in um, Canada and these Jamaicans, and basically they walk out of the airport and, and the first thing they do is step back in and everyone puts on every item of clothing that they have in their bags on. Um, yeah, that's pretty much me. I'm, I'm cold all the time. Okay. I'm, I'm just cold all the time. And, and, and in summer, yeah, it's, uh, I, I thrive in summer. So that's when I'm, I'm definitely more on my bike. Uh, I went to a bit more on, on indoor, indoor training, I guess. But um, yeah, 25 minutes away by car, 40 minutes away from the office by, uh, by bike. 
Um, I've got a super huge fur dog, furry dog. Lovely. <laughs> His name is Buddy. Yeah. And uh, Buddy is a, a mix between a Saint, Beni- a Saint Bernard and a, a Bernese mountain dog. And he's it's about, a Swiss dog. Yeah, he's a Swiss dog, man. This, this thing's like 65 kilos. Yeah, it's my, it's my child, that. So, uh, <laughs> but yeah, so um, I'm responsible, obviously, for the marketing for Pro. And um, yeah, I'm loving it. Absolutely loving it. Learning so much. Growing so much. Um, we'll, be, we'll be moving into a new role uh, next year, or next month within uh, Shimano. So, mm-hmm. um, yeah, looking forward to it, growing and, and con- con- continuing to develop myself and, and my career within the, the cycling industry. I've been in the cycling industry now for roughly 15 years. What were you doing before, if I can ask, of yeah, course? Yeah, of course you may. Um, before I joined up with, um, with Pro, I was consulting to a company by the name of Bike Invention for roughly two years, mm-hmm. and they did bicycle chain lubricants. Um, biodegradable uh, bicycle chain lubricant as well as uh, biodegradable bike wash Um, it's called it was called squirt cycling products Um, and then before that I was involved in uh, mass participation events from Xterra Um, I was the race director for um, a couple of the biggest off-road mountain bike as well as uh, off-road triathlon events um, in the southern hemisphere. Mm-hmm. Um, I lived in Stellenbosch, so what a playground, um, especially for Sufferfests. Those who love to do marathon and uh, stage races, that was basically what I grew up in. Okay. Um, started my cycling, my love for cycling as a, as a triathlete, don't judge me. Um, it's okay. And I mean, I just judge your socks usually. Everything gets for me. It's fine. <laughs> okay, good. Well, that's good to know. Good to know. Um, but yeah, so I started, started with my love for, for cycling as, as being a, a passionate triathlete. And from there, I went and fell into to mountain biking, um, off-road triathlon, uh, mass participation running events. And, uh, and yeah, and, and that's how I ended up coming. I've also worked in sponsorships, so sponsorship acquisition, retention, and management, um, I've been in sales as well, so um, yeah, and, and marketing is what I'm, I'm most passionate about, um, especially you know the creative side of things as well. So uh, so yeah, that's that's how I'm here. <laughs> I love actually that. I mean, I love actually to meet all these people in this creative space that we try to fill, right? I mean, yeah. something like a bit branding, but the creative space in marketing related to cycling that's super amazing. So that's why I think it's going to be an amazing talk today. So we're going to go through a bit of the nitty gritty of some business stuff, creative stuff, and all the pillars that everybody knows. But before that, and then we're going to go really into the questions. So you started with triathlon, and then yeah. now we are a bit more off-road rider or, I don't know, something like kind of the uh, tempo road rider against the, how do you call it here, um, Dutch heels. I'm fascinated to hear where this is going because we're going to try and box me, and I don't, I don't even think that you can put love it in any particular category. Yeah. And I think that's why working with Pro is, is such, yeah. a, such a gift as well. Because we work with so many different categories, um, yeah, I, I wouldn't say I'm a specialist in, in, in any of those, um, whether it be um, triathlon or mountain biking or road cycling or, um, or gravel. Um, I have fun on all of it, in all of it. Um, I've had some of my greatest moments um, in, in races as an amateur um, on the triathlon side of things. I've had some of the most beautiful experiences on the road bike um, you know, cycling some incredible coals. Um, I've also had and seen some of the most beautiful scenery on a gravel bike, and I've also had some of the most 
exhilarating and scary moments in my life on a mountain bike. So, and I love it all. You know, one of the things I, I would say is, is that with runners, you seldom see them smiling while they're running. Whereas cyclists, whether you're pedaling a bike, whether it's, you know, uh, just to the corner cafe or um, you, you're, you're doing it with friends over a weekend, you're smiling. Absolutely. You know? And that's, uh, that's what I love. What a gift. What a gift to be able to do that. Yeah. So, um, so no, I don't have one particular one. Uh, they're all my children. I, it's like uh, I can't choose one over the other. But I'm, I'm riding a lot more the gravel bike now. Mm-hmm. Um, that's my gravel bike uh, over there. Oh, yeah. The leaf bike. Yeah. yeah. And, um, yeah, she's, she's fully specced out with, with pro components, you know, saddle, seat post, stem, handlebar, tape. Um, yeah, and, but I am definitely enjoying my, my gravel a lot now at the moment. But, yeah, when seasons change and obviously I hop onto different bikes and, yeah, so uh, I'm fortunate to be able to do so. <laughs> That's amazing. Let's talk about pro. Yeah. So how everything happened, where everything started. And uh, where are you going riding? No, that's something that's coming later. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's quite a special story, to be honest. Um, so Pro was born out of Shimano Europe, uh, 1989. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was basically, I think, let's start there. So it's born out of Shimano, right? Um, our products are um, all created, developed, and designed here. You are at, You are sitting in the very room where our seven designers sit and develop pro products. Um, in terms of everything from the R&D side of things, and we'll get into that in a little bit, I guess, um, but through to the, you know, the 3D models which they work on, um, it all happens here within this, this room that we're sitting in at the moment. Um, we have vendors and suppliers um, based in, in various parts of the world where they manufacture our products for and on behalf of us, um, pro products are not made in Japan um, as as like the, the Shimano products are. Um, and the idea of Pro and, and the Pro brand was actually born out of looking at how we can increase our distribution network for um, for the Shimano brand. Um, and obviously looking at what, what those product categories would be, um, it would be in those days it was as if, yeah, there was wheels, there was handlebars, stems, saddles, seat posts, bags, um, we pretty much did everything mm-hmm. um, that, that wasn't it wasn't um, touching on anything that was developed by Shimano themselves. Um, so it's a brand born out of Shimano. And uh, having said that, it is it is still a brand. It's a, it's an independent standalone brand. Um, what difference we have to our sister company is uh, that being Laser Helmets or Laser Sports is is that Laser was acquired mm-hmm. as a brand. Um, but we as pro fall into what the category is defined as the own brands. Um, and within the Shimano owned brands, we have bike fitting, um, which pro as a brand work really closely with in terms of our saddle development. So we've got the best, the best, the best, mm-hmm. um, uh, sort of data coming in, in terms of research for development on the saddle side of things. Um, we also work with the Shimano, um, soft goods team as well within the, the own brands portfolio, um, and then, of course, we've got the, the team at Laser Helmets who are based at, in Mechelen. Um, you've got to go and check it out sometime if you get a chance. Um, go and meet up with, with Sophie and, and Peter and the, and the team there. Um, got a fantastic uh, office, beautiful office. It's also the home of um, our Belgian Shimano colleagues. 
But um, one of the key benefits of the pro brand is is that everything that we we research for and we develop um, and that you know inevitably ends up on the shelves in um, and at retailer level is uh, we work very closely with the Shimano brand. Mm-hmm. So when Shimano is coming out with a product um, or knows that something is coming, we we know well in advance and we've got that upper edge over our competitors. So if there is a case in point was when New Durace came out, Mm -hmm. basically, Um, we had worked closely with our colleagues at Shimano to develop a new handlebar, an all fully integrated handlebar, um, which was the Pro Vibe Evo handlebar, which featured full cable integration, um, as well as, you know, insights that we got from that was looking at the sprint shifters or satellite shifters. We knew exactly where those were going to be positioned, exactly the, the, you know, the ergonomics around it as well. So we could develop and launch a product at the same time. Um, and the greatest thing about Pro um, being in the position that it is, it is in as an own brand is that we've got so much knowledge sharing happens within this business that we all feed off each other mm-hmm. so if shimano is doing research um, on various categories um, pro really leans into that research for a lot of other areas that we have within you know the product development that we have going on our side um, same with with um, shimano soft goods as an example um, if they're developing a new chamois we'll take bike fitting. They'll take the research that we've done on saddle development and we'll work with them and, and obviously their suppliers in, um, you know, in, in various markets to define what is the best chamois, what is the best combination, you know, um, because it's, it's, it's this, as much the saddle as is, is the setup, Absolutely. as is the chamois, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and, and that's quite an important ecosystem. If you think about it, when you as a cyclist on are on your bike, you touch your bike in, in three areas. So it's yeah. your pedals, your handlebar, and your seat post. For pro, we, we work on two of those areas in particular. Mm-hmm. Um, and obviously in terms of research and, and engineering and developing um, those product categories, but also working with uh, the likes of soft goods on, on footwear, looking at different trends that they're coming out with as long as well as Shimano on the pedal side of things. Um, yeah, it's pretty sick. It's pretty sick to have such a cool ecosystem that works together so beautifully. And I see a lot of competitors pretty much doing and doing the same at the moment. Um, and I think it's great. It's 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 really it only strengthens your business, of course, from day to day. Yeah, something that actually comes into my mind. We talk uh, a tiny bit about the fact that actually Pro actually is a company that actually started everything into Shimano. And then you put actually the comparison together with Laser, established brand that got acquired. Is this a challenge? Because, I mean, at a certain point, I think that, for example, the Laser brand is already there, is established. People know about that as an heritage. While Pro is really, I mean, 1989, you said, when it started was coming directly from Shimano. Is there a brand awareness, not brand awareness, but actually brand definition challenge there in order to find your space? And how are you working with that? Such a good question, um, and I love that because because this is where this is where one of my strengths lie, um, and it's certainly something that I'm super passionate about. Um, I love brands, I really do. I love seeing great creative, um, and when I was tasked with the with the project of um, coming on board with uh, Pro, um, I looked at it like I had looked at previous projects that I'd worked on in in terms of my professional career. Um, and what I like to do is breathe life into into brands. Um, and yes, because Pro was born out of Shimano 
for sure it really was a challenge to try and have its own identity and it and I truly believe that any brand that is born out of a mother company will really always try and struggle will, will always really struggle to find its own space um, unless you can really create a space or a platform for for which it has its own identity. Um, and one of the things that I had seen is obviously looking at the pro brand is, is that there was such a rich heritage in, in sports marketing, um, very, very tightly linked to um, to Shimano. And yeah, as I said, my, my undertaking was to take the pro brand and, and really breathe life into it as being a standalone brand. And that's something that I've been really working on for the better part of the last three and a half years. And it's been such an exciting process, um, but also a fun process, because what you do is you, you really take everything out of the box, you throw it on the table and you say, okay, what are we? Who are we? Um, what do we stand for? How how does our R&D process work? What do we look at when we work with community? Um, what differentiates us from, you know, the, the, um, the, call it the rules, but what differentiates us from the Shimano brand? And once you've able to unpack all of that, it's already starts steering you in the direction of where you want to be as a pro, as, as a brand. Mm-hmm. Um, one of the biggest things and one of the biggest challenges that I had was obviously looking at how do we take pro and take it out of the, let's call it the underarm of Shimano. Well, we start looking at who do we sell our products to? Um, it's cyclists, every cyclist. Mm-hmm. We're Switzerland, pro or Switzerland. We don't, we don't, uh, we don't have a preference in terms of, you know, what group set you use. You're a cyclist. You've got a saddle problem. We want to help you. Mm-hmm. And um, if you're wanting to upgrade your bike, you need to replace something on your bike. You want to customize something on your bike. We're we're pro. That's what we do. That's we're an aftermarket brand. And the sooner that we started realizing that, the easier it started becoming for us. So what we did was along this three and a half journey, three and a half year journey is was I needed to find a campaign that could really tell that story um, to the consumer and make it easier for them to understand what it is that Pro actually does. Because when people understand what your product does and what your product's about, it, it helps in terms of them making decisions based on, okay, there's durability, but there's also brand love. Um, there's also there's a there's there's more of an attachment to the brand because of X Y and Z. So I needed to start building the strategy around that. So what we did was we launched um, about a year now a year ago we launched the Make It Yours campaign, um, and this campaign is really centered around what I'd replace what I'd mentioned earlier is replacement, um, looking at customization, optimization being a big one as well. So, you know, getting the most out of your bike, changing your stem, because getting a getting a um, a bike off, you know, the floor at a retailer, um, you know, and saying, OK, this is this bike's perfect for me. And you take it home and you go for a ride and you're like, oh, my neck is killing me or, oh, man, I've now suddenly got saddle sores. Um, no one bike is, 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 is set for everybody. Um, and what we as pro do and what, what space we're taking up in terms of being an aftermarket brand is saying, hey, we provide products and also we're here to help you and hold your hand and basically tell you that no one bike is suited to everybody. You need to optimize your bike. You need and can have fun with customizing your bike. Um, you need to and can replace certain things on your bike when you need to. 
Um, and that's the place, and that's the space that we play in. We do not, um, you know, we do not have preferred OEM partnerships. We focus more on, you know, the independent frame builders as mm-hmm. well. So, so really finding what is our niche, who are we as a brand, and focusing on that um, has really helped us to start educating people on and, and helping them to catch on to the fact that we are a standalone brand, giving us our own space. Um, and that's been fun, and it's and it's and it's working working fantastically well. Um, the team's having a lot of fun with it. Um, I see our community riders having a lot of fun with it as well, and um, yeah, and people really now grasping the fact of what pro is because sometimes the name pro can can really be really tough to to navigate around. You know, you think okay, if I'm not a pro, ooh, you yeah, know, of course. but uh, but we're not about that. We're not just about the pro rider. Um, we we basically offer products in good, better, best category for all types of riders for 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 whatever they're trying to do with their bikes to get the most out of their cycling experience to power their performance inevitably that's super nice i mean many questions that i had around actually the idea of how branding i mean trying to find a right space for a brand i had in my mind here is completely clear understanding whom you're working for yeah. who are the customers yeah. and that's exactly what i mean what you're doing because it can be really challenging i think coming from such a huge and important big brother yeah and moving actually trying to get your way into something different but i mean yeah. yes understanding your customers is probably the first step yeah and i think also one of the things one of the spaces that i wanted us to take up as a brand was um we have been around since 89 mm-hmm. right um we are, um, we don't, you'll never see us shouting about that, you know, we're the best and we're, that's not our style um, as, a, as, a, as, a, as a company, um, as Shimano as a whole. Um, it's just not our style. Um, so what we wanted to do is, what space do we want to take up? And I said, you know, what? we want to take up the space of being the educator. No. We want to help people understand what it is that they can do to their bike to, to have the most fun out of their experience. And how do our products help them so everything we do is around education so with us whether it's our saddle selector whether it's our dropper seat post selector whether it's our link to bike fitting whether it's the content that we're creating through our community riders everything is centered around education because if you don't know about your bike you you definitely um or or about little tweaks that you can make to get the most out of your bike you're not gonna have fun at the end of the day we're here to have people that are a community that can go on to to basically i don't know you know basically have more fun on the bike or adventure go out and and do more see more um get the most out of their life whether it's health and happiness um, that's what we're about. And that's the space that we, we, we really took up was and sort of hang our hats on is being the educator. That's super nice. That's super nice. Let's talk about people around <laughs> Pro now. I mean, you gave me already a good kind of overview on everything that is happening there around. But tell me more. So, yeah, a lot of people. <laughs> yeah. um, a lot of people within the Pro family. Um, we have, so oh, if I talk about the Pro family, how big is it? Let's start. So when I address emails people, I call them my pro family because we are, we're a global, we're a global community, but we have um, a team of amazing product designers and developers um, and engineers, uh, seven of them. And uh, they are constantly tinkering away in this, in this room that we're in now. Where are we, by the way? 
We're at the High Tech Campus in Eindhoven, yeah. and uh, we're currently in the Pro Product Development Room. Perfect. Um, which is, I mean, if we can basically paint the scene right now, um, Stefan is sitting here. I mean, there's an indoor trainer behind him. There's a bunch of bikes everywhere. Um, there's, but there's no other humans around us because they're all working remotely, as you said mm-hmm. earlier. But yeah, so seven um, seven incredible product designers, developers, and engineers, and then over and above that, we've got a massive community. Of, of community riders who we support. And then we've got our sports marketing sponsorships that we have as well. Um, and then, of course, we've got the people that work in this building as well. Um, I think at the moment there are, stand corrected, but just over 300 people that work in this building. Um, obviously, a portion of which work for, for Pro, a portion of work, which work for Shimano as well. But um, <clears throat> on the Pro side of things, I think uh, looking at our community riders, and maybe that's a a nice thing to unpack a little bit more on is um, we have this amazing community rider project and it's something that we manage as a, from, from HQ, from myself, um, but then each of the countries have as well. They've got these ambassadors or, or um, content creators. And as I said earlier, obviously education is a big, really important aspect for us and having people um, in local languages be able to create content to support cyclists is what the big goal was. So we created this community. I created this community rider project as, as, as when I joined up with Pro. Um, and we've got this really super fun, eclectic, diverse group of individuals who um, help us with product development, um, help us to be a better brand, um, bring us down to earth and in, in, in what's happening within the community as well. Um, there are eyes and ears on the ground as well. So, um, so that's that's pretty much the pro family. And then, of course, we're a global brand. So we've got we've got go to market managers, we've got brand coordinators, we've got marketing managers all around the world who are just as psyched and pumped about the brand as what I am. And how actually you, I mean, glue everybody together? I mean, you are doing I don't know, thinking about the office, something like lunch rides, or there are going to be big events when we're talking about actually all the ambassadors and uh, yeah, the riders' community outside. How do you actually keep everything running together and keep everybody with the right mood, but also on the other side with a great spirit and also pushing the creativity from one side to the other? It's uh, it's it's relatively easy, I think. Ah. I mean, everybody's got a everybody's got a, a big passion and, and love for cycling. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, at the end of the day, we're we're just riding bikes, right? You know, we're all just passionate about bikes, mm-hmm. um, or passionate about marketing, or passionate about diversity, inclusivity, sustainability, um, and how we how I kind of get everybody together is is how we as a brand get everybody together is. Uh, once a year, we have a go-to-market meeting where we get all the countries together, and that's coming up. Um, that will be in, in April. Wow. And we've got the whole world basically descending on um, the Netherlands, and uh, we get everybody away for a couple of days, and, and we go and we talk about strategy, and we talk about brand, we talk, we talk about product development, we talk about um, sustainability again, um, and we also talk about new initiatives um, and then in terms of getting the community riders together, um, yeah, we, we have a, a get-together once a year. And uh, we've had some pretty crazy trips to date. Uh, we've done Morocco. Morocco was the last trip that we did last year. And uh, that was insane. Um, that was – have you ever been to Morocco? Yes, I was in – Atlas. Uh, um, yes, exactly. Atlas Monterey. So I was there with okay. the podcast. I'm not doing advertising, but if somebody wants to listen to the podcast, the last podcast – Official podcast was from 2020, uh, 2020 okay. before everything started. But yeah, it's still no, up no, there. No. And it's 
amazing. It's wild, hey? It's completely wild. Mm. I mean, we spent we spent the first two days in in Marrakesh. The place is insane. It's lovely. It's such a mess. Like I needed to take a time out, like like a few times. Like I needed to go back and just like I kind of had my arms around my legs and I was like yeah. rocking backwards and forwards. It was just so visually and the sensory overload was just insane. So <laughs> so that was kind of an induction of fire where we took the the community riders to to Morocco and we spent um, two days, you know, kind of getting acclimatized, which I think is what the complete opposite <laughs> effect. And then we took them into the Atlas Mountains mm-hmm. and uh, we went and we, we did some product development or research with them. Um, we got them to test some products with us. Um, we did some, uh, we did a lot of photography as well. Obviously we did a lot of shooting um, and, and really just spending one-on-one time with them, you know, like asking them what's, what's going down um, in your market, what trends are you seeing? Um, and I took our head of product development with us as well. And uh, those 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 trips are really important mm-hmm. because you you really get a good understanding of what's happening out there, um, and that's the goal with having such a big group of diverse community riders is understanding in each area, like having different opinions from it as well. It's like qualitative data research that is like worth its weight in gold, right? Um, and then the other moments that we have is, is throughout the year, like we have regular strategy breakaway sessions where we take the whole pro team away. Um, Shimano does the same and, and own brands does the same. And there's a, there's a lot of team building. There's a lot of get together moments. And then of course there's the Thursday lunch ride, which I am, I'm, you know, they, they've been a bit slow lately. I, uh, I went for the Thursday lunch ride yesterday and it was a little bit of rain. I was pretty solo. It was a solo mission yesterday, so I was pretty bummed. Yeah. But um, but rest assured, next week Thursday, it's uh, it looks like it's going to start getting a bit more busy. Mm. So Thursday lunch rides are the are definitely the thing. But it's not it's not competitive or anything like that. It's it's more of just a guys. We're going to go and do a fifty minute loop, um, hop on, and we're as slow as the slowest rider. Mm-hmm. So it's all about just uh, just going for a bike ride during lunch, you know, getting out, getting out the office, you know, having a laugh, getting people from all different floors within the building to to come and ride bikes together. I think that's really important as well. Is uh, there's people in finance, um, there's there's people, you know, in legal. Um, yeah, it's about getting to to all work together. And and as you've seen, and as we discussed earlier in this building. There's hot seats, so you kind of move around the office. Mm-hmm. You can pretty much sit anywhere, you know, which is which is pretty cool. I yeah. like that culture. I love it. I mean, yeah. and at the end of the day, as you were saying, we all ride bikes, so yeah, uh, that's yeah. The way. And there's no like none of this like territorial nonsense. But this desk is mine, and yeah. I have to sit here. It's like no, we actually, you know, um, the company itself encourages people to to connect. You know, um, we had about a three weeks ago. We had the annual Shimano get together, and um, and that was that was great. It was it was the twenties was the theme, and it was it was beautiful. It was in Dembosch, and we we all got together, and yeah, I mean there were people in different departments that were all there, and, and not just from this building, but from the the office in Nunspate as well. Because we've got three. I don't know if you know that there are three Shimano offices in the Netherlands. Mm-hmm. Um, so one in Nunspate, um, and then this building that we're sitting in at the moment is is still quite young. It was only opened in twenty seventeen. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we've got the Shimano Experience Center, which I've said to you, next time you're here, we are going to go. And Absolutely. Out. Yeah, Absolutely. It's, it's sick. I mean, they've got some some really cool bikes in there, which I think that any 
bike crazy person would um, do their nut for. And that's, and that's in Falkenberg. So it's like an hour drive from here. Mm-hmm. Definitely worth going and checking out. But this office that we're in here is very much a corporate office. Um, it's uh, yeah. So they're, they're, we don't carry a lot of um, you know inventory, as you can see. It's really just the nuts and bolts of, of the creative and as well as marketing, as well as legal, etc. That happens in this yeah. office. That's so nice. um, so yeah, that's that's the people yeah, so yeah. far. Um, and then of course we've got a lengthy list of um, sports marketing sponsorships mm-hmm. which we have, um, and that we we've had for several years. Um, but for pro, we have uh, three teams on the roadside that we particularly focus on. Um, on the mountain bike side, we have, um, and I'll get into the names of the road team shortly, but on the mountain bike side, we've also got professional teams which we work with. So Madison Saracen, Giant Factory Off-Road Team, Live Factory Off-Road Team. Um, and then we've also got a new one, which is the Orbea Off-Road Factory Team. Um, and then... Along with that, some of those teams have also got gravel sides to them as well. Mm-hmm. Um, and then on the road side of things, we've got uh, Sudal Quickstep. Um, we've also got Lotto Destiny. Um, and then Tour de Titima, which is the latest one, which was, which was signed by our colleagues at Shimano Benelux. Um, and then on both sides with Lotto Destiny as well as Sudal Quickstep, we've got the women's teams that we support as well. So... Um, so it's a big, it's a big family. Um, there's there's a lot of moving parts, but um, I think uh, you know this this the the road side of things is definitely more the heritage brand side of things for pro. Um, most of the the world tour riders you would have seen have ridden our pro cockpits. Mm-hmm. Um, Remco Venepoel, as an example, uh, rides a pro handlebar. Um, and that's the the Vibe Aero Super Light handlebar that he rides. Uh, Julien Alaphilippe rides a, a pro handlebar as well. A couple of world champions. Just. I mean, yeah, it's, and it's and it's and it's. I have to pinch myself every now and again. Hey, it's crazy. Um, yeah, men and and women alike. And um, I mean, you can see obviously we were partners with Sky long time, many years yeah, ago as yeah. well. Um, you know, Rowan Dennis to uh, to to some of the yeah some of the biggest names in in road cycling have used our products and worked with us to create the best products on the performance side um, of a sports bicycle. Mm-hmm. So there was and has been over the years a lot of co-creation with the professional athlete as well, um, working with the teams, refining products. Um, keeping up with trends as well, seeing, you know, stem lengths, integration, a lot of that um, insight we also learn from a lot of the professional teams that we support. Um, one of the closest ones that we work at, from a pro aspect side has been, um, to date, obviously, Sudol Quickstep. Um, you know, uh, it's a team that which we support two-thirds of with, with pro handlebars. Mm-hmm. Um but it's an interesting partnership, and uh, a lot of media always kind of poke us in the side and, and go like, oh, you know, do, does does a specialized sport the team yeah. or does pro sport yeah. the team? And, and it's, it's a – no, it's a specialized own the bike. And, um, yeah, it's just when there's when there's spec that's not available, um, then they, they, they opt for pro. Um, and, and that's on the handlebar side of things. But in terms of actually sponsoring the team – we, we do sponsor the team in terms of their transport, their bags, so mm-hmm. their bike bags. 
Um, and then with uh, Lotto Destiny in terms of product, what we sponsor them with, and this is quite an interesting one. Yeah, let's go for that. <laughs> um, we sponsor them with their products for training. That's something. I mean, we were discussing about that. That's why we are laughing the both of us because this concept is just amazing. Go ahead. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I, 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 I like to think that I like certain ingredients to make up the perfect brand experience or give a certain link to a brand. So on the on the quick step side on the Sudal quick step side of things, there's there's very much this um, focus on the handlebars and performance, etc. Whereas with Lotto Destiny, um, it's an interesting relationship because um, my contact, who we sat drinking beer with yes. in Massimaritima, Bart from Ridley, reached out to me and, and said, look, you know, um, uh, let's, uh, let's chat about um, Pro products. And uh, one of our product developers here at Pro um, had done an internship at Ridley. He brought the subject to us as well. Said lots of destiny are looking for a partner in this particular category, but it's training. And I was kind of scratched my head for a little bit of a moment, and I was like, "What? Like, how, how is this? Like, how is what does it gonna, mean? <laughs> like, how are we gonna?" And then I went, "Actually, this is a great spin for us because basically, pro power is your performance, and we're there for cyclists not only when they're racing, but when they're spending the most amount of time." on their bikes, which is training. Mm -hmm. No one sees the stuff that happens with these riders when they're in training. It's the most time that they spend on their bike is in training. So it's an accessories partnership that we have with them. So pumps, tools, and saddlebags are what we support the team with. Um, it's categories which are very much overlooked um, but needed to shine a light on. Um, and it's a key. those are key categories for a lot of our distributors and our sales, um, sales offices as well. So, um, so yeah, we, we partnered with um, Lotto Destiny for, for mainly during the training side of things. Um, and then, of course, there's, there's Tour de Titima, which is the newest, newest partnership. Uh, can we stop well. one second on the, yeah, sure. uh, one second on the Lotto Destiny part? Yeah. I mean, this part is super cool. I mean, we talked as well about uh, yeah, um, Sudal, Quick Step, a bit more into the racing and everything side while... The other team and so on, Ridley and everything is a bit more on the off the off, I mean off racing side, and that's super nice because actually Lotto was always focusing a bit more thanks also to their riders a bit more on the experience of riding. And I remember quite clearly when uh, it was Thomas de Gant and Tim Valens now to another, in another team, but after the last race of their season, usually it's actually Lombardia, yeah. they were going out for a long bike packing trip and they were actually documenting it. I think that once they did from Italy, they went until Spain. Then another yeah. time they did the Montañas Vacias of my friend Ernesto. Yeah. Actually, that is actually this amazing ride in one of the less populated areas of continental Europe. They call it the Spanish Lapland. Yes, and they did, yeah. and they actually made a bikepacking trip there and that's what it is. I mean, they're really pushing a bit more into the experience. Also, Ridley yeah. as a brand probably goes a lot into this direction. Yeah. And it's super cool that actually you are promoting this side of cycling For through sure. a pro cycling team. Yeah, absolutely. And I mean, if you think about it as well, looking at a lot of, um, I mean, one of, the, one of the most glaringly obvious things is that a lot of pro cyclists are also moving into gravel. Let's talk about that. <laughs> <laughs> so um, we also support two riders, Pete Stettiner 
Lawrence Tindam, mm-hmm. and of course the whole crew from Live Slow Ride Fast. Yeah. Um, as a, as an example, and I mean we'll come we'll come back to that, but yeah, we see a lot of a lot of these riders, these races, these pro these pro road races, road cyclists um, in the off season. Yeah, they they they're still you know keen to go out and adventure and and be able to go out and adventures with with mates and with families and um, their family and and. I think also one of the biggest things was looking at what COVID did. I'm sorry to bring it up, but... Um, you know this thing, by the way, Alexa. I'm still doing it also this year. Every time that somebody of my guests talks about COVID, because it's not super cool to talk about that, no. even if it changed our life, I think, really, really deep, yeah. I drop a coin and these go to charity. And the charity that I've chosen <laughs> is called Bike Higgies, and it's this charity that is seated in Berlin, and they're helping women refugees to that. ride bikes. Uh, because they have, I mean, they're coming mostly from uh, Syria or Afghanistan, and there is not good. It's not allowed for a woman to ride the bike. Yeah. So when they arrive to Berlin, in this case, or in Germany, yeah. they need a tool to unlock their life to go just groceries or just having fun. So they actually teach them to ride bikes. And wow. so you mentioned COVID. One coin is going to the COVID jar, done. and that's I'm good. I'm done. I'm, I'm well behind that. I love. I love the fact that they they're using bicycles as a catalyst for change. Yeah, absolutely. Coming from South Africa, being involved with Quebec as well yeah. for several years. Um, Doug Ryder being a, a very close personal friend, as well as um, Anthony Fitzhenry from the Quebec project. Um, I see how bicycles have. Helped people to to basically get from remote areas access to to water to yeah. um, to to healthcare to education. So um, helping people, you know, find their way through through society in a, in a challenging area out of um, really horrific. Um, you know, instances they've been subjected to. I love that. Yeah, yeah, Dude, yeah. Yeah, nice. Yeah, 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 Good yeah. job. I'm going to tell you a bit more about another project that is coming. I want to know talking more. About, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm I, tell you I mean, you know me, women and, and cycling advocacy is something that I'm, I'm really, mm. really big behind. So um, I want to unpack that a little bit more with you. But, yeah, yeah, um, yeah. Yeah, uh, we were the, talking about what COVID the moment, made. The moment of a certain amount of years. I'm not going <laughs> to... Actually, let me say it again because it's another coin. Okay, right. So what happened was we saw a lot of people um, being locked inside. And and obviously, when the world to come out and and the world started opening up again, um, people wanted to start adventuring and and going out and and experiencing the countries around them. Nordics, for an example, we saw sales in the Nordics for gravel products go through the roof. because of people going, okay, backpacking, love it. Mm. Um, so that's a big part of our business as well. We, we, do, we, we have a whole Discover range, the Pro Discover range, which is dedicated to, to bikepacking as well. So, um, but yeah, and, and using those products, we have Lawrence Tendam and, and Pete's, those two are always battling it out and always fighting it out at different races all around the world. And they keep us very entertained. Um, we've done some great projects with them. Um, we had some beautiful movies, um, one of which was, was Una Chimba, which was at the Bicycle Film Festival last year. And uh, it was, yeah, it's really, really great to have people like them uh, who are great champions of the sport, but also advocates for the live slow, ride fast, or live slow, ride slow. <laughs> do whatever. Do what you do you yeah. um, side of, of, of cycling. Um, and then, of course, we've also got, you know, on the, on the riding side of things, on, on the female side of things, we've got Meg Fisher. Um, Meg Fisher, uh, I mean, go, everybody who's listening to this, go and have a listen to, uh, or go and have a read up about Meg Fisher. 
um, US born, she's a Paralympian. Um, she absolutely kicks ass in bike riding. Um, and we, we onboarded her as an ambassador. Um, it was the end of last year. And um, yeah, super proud to have her, but an incredible rider um, in terms of the off-road side of things. So whether it's gravel, whether it's mountain biking, um, and also, again, also a super advocate for, for, the, for cycling. Mm-hmm. Um, another one that we, we also brought on board as part of our community rider project is um, Seb Sutherland. Yes. So um, Seb joined us also towards the latter part of, of last year, so being 2022. As our non-binary rider, she, they are a non-binary rider, and um, they are teaching us about being a brand and how brands can support the LGBTQ plus mm-hmm. community. Um, and I've learned so much from them. Um, so I'm, I'm, I'm constantly in awe, awe of all of these riders um, and having them in our community rider project is, is such a gift, to be honest. Um, and, um, yeah, I'm looking forward to some of the stuff that they're going to be getting up to. They're all off creating content. Um, one, one particular instance is, uh, we've also got Kudus. Um, yeah. so Kudus, he's based in Switzerland. You, you guys have to connect. I have, absolutely. Absolutely. I'm going to connect you with him. Um, so Kudus is a riot. Mm-hmm. Uh, we were in Calpe, um, in January, um, him and Mitchell and another one of our, um, ambassadors by, and we were actually staying at the hotel the same time. No, it wasn't January. It was December. Mm-hmm. It was December that the, the Sudal Quickstep training camp was on. So these guys are um, super passionate riders, and we were doing a, a shoot there as well. And um, Kudus from Nigeria um, played football. I mean, it's a fantastic story. Yeah. Big into his football. Family moved over to, to Germany. Um, lived in Berlin. And uh, was a footballer, got into bike messaging to obviously earn extra cash, fell in love with cycling, and he now is addicted. Totally addicted. <laughs> like all of us. But from, right. yeah. It's such a, and yeah, and, uh, and Kudus is an absolute riot, but you put him and Bai and Mitchell together, and it is, it's one of the funniest trips I've ever been on as well. <laughs> but I think one of the best moments was, was seeing their faces when I didn't say anything to them. I didn't tell them that we were staying at the same hotel that Sudal Quickstep was staying at. Um, but when they were sitting there and they kind of were in the lobby and they turn around and they have Juliana Philippe and, and Remco Venepoel kind of walking behind them, the faces. Fun boys. <laughs> I loved it. It was one of the greatest moments that I'll ever have in in, in seeing and and being a part of. And I was like, "Ah, guys, at the end of the day, we're all cyclists, man. So, uh, but yeah, special, some special moments, some special people that we, that we get to learn from and that inspire us to, to do better. I think that um, staying humble and learning from our community riders is something that's going to keep growing and strengthening us as a, as a brand for sure. Mm -hmm. This is something that we were talking about before, right? I mean, we were talking about the fact of how you create a brand. You listen to your community. You try to be accountable for your community. Or you put all your effort on doing that. It's not actually just... I mean, I don't want to be super harsh. Grain, I mean, green washing or pink washing or I don't know, whatever you, rainbow washing, whatever you want to call it. It's yeah. just being there. Maybe you don't have to be, to shout so much, but yeah. being on the side of your community. And that's the way actually that probably you do better. I mean, that's the way that you're really growing as a brand, yeah. growing the identity and growing the stories that are behind it. Just be humble, man. 
That's, Absolutely. But I also think about that as, as, as how I am, and, and maybe that's something that I'm guilty of doing with brands is, um, and that's maybe complete contradictory to what I'm saying now, but it's not humble what I'm about to say, but by any means, but um, yeah, it's, it's just not our style, hey? Mm-hmm. It's not our style to go and shout out about things or diss other brands or do any of... Uh, it's, it's just not, the, it's not, not done, mm-hmm. you know? Um, and, and I guess learning from, from our community writers is something that is only going to build us as a brand. Listening to the people that use our products at the end of the day is only going to build our brand. Um, and the, the, the research that we do... Um, in terms of product development, I mean, we're, we're busy with the research at the moment where it's, uh, it's a zero percent brand research. Um, and we do these every year to try and figure out where we where we are as a brand um, in terms of a brand of preference. And, um, yeah, we've, we've got some ways to ways go. We've got some work to do. And there's certain things that, you know, need to be refined on and improved on. But, hey, if you're not refining and you're not improving, you're not growing as a brand for sure, mm-hmm. um, then, um, then yeah, you're in, the, you're in the wrong business, I guess. So, uh, and, again, as I said, um, I love the process. I super, super love the process. I adore the people we work with. Um, it's just a gift, I guess. Yeah, that's super nice. I mean, also talking about community. So we talked about pro team. Ah, no, actually we didn't. I'm going to make this question in one second. Tell me a bit more about Tour de Titema. <laughs> I mean, because I love the, I mean, I love the vibes. I love the colors. I think that they're doing amazing things. So bikes, right? Those bikes are insane. So cool. So it's cool. just so different. Yeah. Um, I love a wacky paint job. Maybe we can we can we can chat about a paint job just shortly. But um. I, I, I really am super fond of the team, but very different experience going to a Tour de Titima team presentation to a Sudal Quickstep mm. team presentation. You have been to both, right? Yeah. And, uh, and I must say, um, yeah, Tour de Titima was pretty sick. You walked out of the dinner um, and you walked straight into a massive circus tent <laughs> where there were queues of people standing outside who were being basically let in um they had then the dj kicked in it was like a massive party um for tour de titima and and i love it i love the team i love what they're about i love their energy um they're just just a great group of humans who are just super passionate about bike riding and have done some pretty hilarious stuff um some super also tongue-in-cheek stuff um, and they've got some great backing, um, and 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 they're they're not scared to be authentic, and I love that. Yeah. I really really love that. It's still about racing, but with a different kind of style, right? It's uh, yeah. it's not trying to sell what is not there. I mean, they it's want to race, age. they want to win, but I feel like it's new age, man. It's like a new era of professional cycling, and and maybe I'm going to take a bit of heat for this, but. I think that it is a new era of professional road racing that's coming mm. in terms of I'm seeing it on, on certainly on the women's side of things. I love it. I love how the women's, um, will, uh, yeah, women's cycling is progressing. I love it how the women's teams are being set up. Um, it's super slick. It's super professional. It's um, super authentic. Um, yeah, and it, and it's basically they're being they're being true to themselves about what their brands are about, mm-hmm. um, and a lot of content creation. You've certainly seen a lot of content. I mean, teams are now they've got full time content creators, 
Um, whereas Tour de Titima started off as full-time content creators to becoming a full-time team, you know. So, um, so I think they've certainly got an upper, upper advantage in that respect, that their responses dream, um, because of the fact that there's this always-on layer of content that's available. Um, and they're super approachable. The spectators love them. Um, yeah, so very, very proud to have them um, and be working with them and, and for the relationship that was struck up by our colleagues from Shimano Benelux. So, yeah, yeah looking forward to seeing what happens with the team over the next couple of years. Absolutely. No, the cool thing that you were saying, actually, is talking about authenticity. And, I mean, we're going to go a bit more deep into that. But yeah, you are there. You are together with your emotions, feeling, everything. I mean, goals and everything there all the time. And you don't shy away from that. It's not that I, I don't know, probably I would look like, I don't know, uh, fragile, I would look like, I don't know, arrogant or whatever. No, whatever. Yeah. Just go there and be you. And this is something that is coming also in the pro cycling. This is yeah. making all of us a bit more of a bigger community because yeah. that's what inclusivity is about. I mean, we're yeah. all in the same kind of round. Yeah. We're all cyclists. We are who we are. Just follow the rules. Uh, not follow the rules, follow the way. Yeah, I think it's it's also you know something and maybe it's it's a bridge to this this topic and it's it's an experience that i had was you know i I'd, I'd never interacted with as an example it's not just all about road racing mm. i do i'd never worked with independent frame builders and um i had never had any experience on on that aspect of you know building my own bike um that sounds like i'm i'm sitting from a place of privilege here, but um I think that building your own bike is is a privilege to be able to do, and um, but I'd never had that experience and never engaged with bike builders. and And I was chatting with our agency last year. Um, we re- manage our PR and comms. It's, it, you might know them. <laughs> to Tom. To um, So we can and, say uh, hi to Christy and John. Hey, hey, John. Hey, Christy. <laughs> <laughs> Shout out. <laughs> we were yesterday together anyway, so that's why, I mean, they're, it's, they're just, just awesome people. I mean, they were also yeah, they at my are. wedding. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. Incredible humans. <laughs> and um, yeah, also personal mates of mine. So yeah, yeah. what a gift. But um, yeah, I was chatting with them last year and we were talking about um, the relationship with, with a, a human and their bike. Yeah. And uh Timing just worked out perfectly, and I was looking at what are we going to do with with the pro brand for next year? How are we going to showcase our Make It Yours campaign? Um, showcase what the pro brand is all about, and and how do how do we where does this go? And we started like coming up with some ideas, and and basically it came down to we need to build our own bikes to show what we can do. Um, so I chatted to John. John had obviously been at Bespoke. Um, he goes every year. And um, he was like, hey, I've got like these two frame builders. They're based in the UK and uh, let's have a chat to them. So we reached out to, to um, Ricky Feather and, and Rob from Quirk, um, Feather and, and Quirk, and uh, chatted to them. I told them about what our idea was, um, these types of builds that we wanted to do. And uh, yeah, they were super keen. Um, they enlisted Velofique as well as Jack Kingston to, to do the paint. Um, and then it came to the process of actually designing these two road bikes and two gravel bikes. Um, and then as well as going, okay, what are we going to spec them with? How do we showcase the pro brand? So we ended up coming up with four bikes. Um, the first one that we, we did was a, um, a quirk, um, the super chub and the theme 
that that was was Wes Anderson Life Aquatic. Mm-hmm. Um, I love Wes Anderson. Like I'm, I'm absolutely huge, huge fan. Yeah. Huge huge yeah. fan. Um, and uh, I, I decided let's do something really different. Like Quirk, the name Quirk is pretty quirky as it mm-hmm. says you know but um so what can get more quirkier than a Wes Anderson movie so I thought let's so I researched the the, pa- the palette uh for for Life Aquatic so we've got the red at the top the yellow in the middle and then the blue at the bottom um you know the yellow obviously being the the submarine um the ocean and uh we got Jack Hinkson to work on that and I can't wait to share the images so they, they're the reason why they're not in the room at the moment is because they're currently okay they're currently on shoot okay um and then the second one that we did was, um, I called her uh, Kintsugi, and that was done by Velofique um, in terms of the paint, but it, it, it was done by um, Quirk as well, so Rob Quirk. And the design for the Kintsugi is, I'm not sure if you're familiar with it, but it was basically an homage to our Japanese heritage, sort of mixed with um, a bit of the Netherlands. Um, and the color palette is basically there's a lot of gold links in it. Like yeah. so, basically the kintsugi is the art of of well, fixing broken yeah. um, ceramics um, using gold detail. And um, so you when you see this bike, you, it'll be clear as day why we called it kintsugi. Mm-hmm. Um, and that bike is is a super aero bike. I put a um, I put a Vibe Evo handlebar on that. Um, I stuck a, a Vibe. Uh, super light seat post. Um, I put a stealth super light saddle on there. Um, and then the wheels that we put on there it was an Altegra group set as well. Um, and then I also put a set of Altegra um, wheels on that as well. Um, and then the third build was the um, feather. There were two feathers. So the first feather was the feather super light. And the second feather was the feather trapezoid. Mm-hmm. Um, the feather superlight, we had literally just launched a product, which I showed you yeah. last year at Vasa Maritima, yeah. which was the new Vibe Superlight handlebar and stem. Um, so this was very much a climbing bike. Um, so the idea was to make it as light as possible. Mm-hmm. So obviously the bike being Columbus Steel, mm-hmm. um, the goal was to, well, again, just put everything super light on it. Um, and it's, it's a beautiful bike. Um, it's, it's, it's purple. It's got this amazing little flecks of glitter throughout it mm-hmm. as well. It's got this beautiful black, um, feather detail, um, on the fork and I'm obsessed with it. Um, and obviously it's got a, it's got a full Jurais group set on it. So, mm-hmm. you know, course. I had yeah, to, yeah. right. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then the last one is the, the trapezoid, um, the trapezoid feather. And, and that is a gravel bike. Um, and there we ran obviously GRX setup on it as well as the pro discover cockpits and, and CPO. So, you know, one of the greatest things I've ever done in my life, and I can say that I've now done it four times, and apparently my new role, I'm going to do it again for another another special build. If you ever have the opportunity to build your own bike, do it. I actually, oh. two things. I did it once, oh, and man. I'm going to do it another one. So first one, yeah. this was my first proper, I mean, I have actually a tradition. Every time that I move to another country, it happened quite some time uh, <laughs> now and then uh, I moved to another country with a, nomad, uh, a, new, eh? a bit <laughs> with a new job with a new life or whatever I actually gift myself a new bike I and when that. I moved to Berlin I wanted to have something like the closing of a chapter starting of a new one yeah. and so I built my own bike it's a custom frame made in the north of Italy it's still bike 
And uh, yeah, I mean, I worked on that a bit and then I specced everything. And I've actually, Shimano 105 was there. That's something that nice. I remember. Yes, yes, nice. yes. Full crew wheel. Life, eh? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I sold it otherwise. And uh, <laughs> I did it. It was great. It actually was all my riding of five years in Berlin were made with that bike. And it was just amazing. Super light slash aero setup. It's, it was a huge project there. Yeah. Then I sold it because I got, as I top when I moved to Switzerland, and I got another bike. Now we have a carbon bike plus a gravel bike. So, anyways, Close, blah, blah, blah. Right. You can never have enough bikes. I don't know. I would try to stick on a bit of uh, yeah. keeping around four or five, not more. Yeah, at the moment, I'm, I have three. I'm pretty much four or five yeah. as well yeah. at the moment. Um, and I personally own, and then there's obviously the fleet that we have but um, at the office. But, but yeah. Bike for everything, right? Yeah, absolutely. You never have enough. Never, never. But, That's but, why it's going to the other uh, bike that I'm going to spec and build to myself. Actually, there is a guy, frame builder, Heen Hernigan, here in the, uh, in the Netherlands, yeah. who is building my daddy bike. Ooh. Because I want to have a bicycle that I can go together with my kid around, so I can use a trailer, I can use a seat, it can, I can go with him everywhere I want. Anyways, as soon as he's going to ride the bike, now he's one year and a half, more or less. And uh, this is going to be actually a steel bike, 29 plus wheels, mm-hmm. and it's going to be ready for everything, for commuting, for off-roads, shredding and everything. So now I'm in the process of setting up a bit of things there. So, um, so I, 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 one thing I'm, I'm hoping to hear next is that it's going to be pro, obviously, pro cockpit, pro saddle, pro everything on there. And then we're going to ensure that there's Shimano on there, right? Absolutely, absolutely. I mean, I'm looking for something really... Totally biased, of course. Absolutely. I, you're looking for something really that you put there in. You don't have to maintain so much and everything. It's going to be kind of a mountain bike whatever i'm thinking about putting as well something like um a dropper seat post so whoever is coming and wants to go out with camillo can just adjust by pushing a button up and down we've got droppers um we've 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 got a range of droppers here i mean we we uh you would have seen some of them on some of the road bikes um we've got we've got a that's a nice topic (laughs) Um, we've also got a dropper for mountain bike, and then we've got our Discover range, which has got a, a dropper seat post as well. Um, yeah, I mean, we were we were definitely one of the first brands that um, came out with the with a dropper on the for gravel for a gravel category, um, and that obviously when I'm busy building a bike, I always do a big flare. Um, you know, when there's a like a thirty degree flare but a handlebar, yeah. then I'll definitely throw on a dropper seat post there as well. Um, and one of the things I've definitely seen is, is obviously with last year with uh, Marich when he uh, when he was doing that crazy descent with uh, Milan oh, yeah. Sanremo, yeah. and then you know that kind of everybody started going bananas. But there's something that a lot of people don't actually know, which is an interesting little tidbit that I'm going to share with you. That you know, obviously we have the, the there's the Shimano neutral support cars. Yeah. I used to have a look at the the bikes on those on the neutral support cars. Yeah. Some of those bikes have got dropper seat posts on. They're running a pro discover dropper seat post, and the reason for that is is that if a rider's something happens to their bike middle of a race, as an example, um, you're never going to be able to make sure that you've got the right height seat for that person. So what they do is they use the dropper seat post just to adjust it on the fly. 
That's why I want exactly a drop purpose. I mean, I mean, I didn't know about that on yeah. the Shimano neutral car. Yeah. yeah, so so Pro are on on all of the neutral support bikes um, at all events globally. Um, so we at the Olympics, we were there. Worlds, we were there. Little secrets, well, lesser known secret is is that at Worlds in um, Australia last year is that the the bikes that were being ridden, well, that were on on the neutral support cars. We're already rocking the vibe, super light handlebar and stuff. Wow! Nobody knew. Ah. So, um, so yeah, it's a, it's 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 a pretty cool. There's there's little pockets of things like that that we we get to experience and in, in being in the position that we're in. But but yeah, droppers. Um, again, we saw Marich this weekend at Milan yeah. San Remo. Again, rocking a dropper. It wasn't ours that he was rocking, by the way. It, but he, the lever was was certainly ours. Um, but what, one of the things we also see is is that some brands, maybe this is a link to it, some brands, um, you know, some teams rather, will do a mixed match of, of products. In, in also some riders, exactly, some teams, some riders, yeah. they do that. Yeah, for sure. I mean, there's, there's, one, there's a couple of riders and other teams that we don't sponsor that use our products, but they just take the, the pro logo off. Um, and, um, you know, that, that's how it works. You know, sometimes riders have got preferences in products that they need. And, yeah, we, we all support each other. So if that particular team phones me up and we're, we're not a sponsor of the team, yeah, man, we'll try and help them wherever we can. Because at the end of the day, yeah, it's, uh, it's, it is one big community and one big family that it, it basically boils down to. Aww. Hey people, sorry for bothering you, but down there, there is the coffee link and you can pay me a coffee. It's a great way to support this podcast and my work. And this will make my podcast 100% independent. Thanks. We got a little break, battery break. In general, also trying to refreshing. Don't so. lie, you were opening the beer. Yeah, I know. That's why I'm going to be smoother now. I mean, it's 12 o'clock. The Boeing's gone over somewhere. <laughs> I mean, yeah, so, I told you right about the pirate story, kidding, right? Kidding, kidding, kidding. <laughs> no beers were open. We were sitting here drinking sparkling water, like very, very well-behaved individuals on a Friday afternoon at 12 o'clock. Okay. Or are we? Okay, let's see what's going to happen. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. No, we were talking about community, actually, uh, mostly also before. And another good step that Pro is doing into the community side is sponsoring, supporting some of the coolest events I have in mind. I mean, just to show you, I'm rocking Grain Duro socks. Oh, my gosh. Wow. Today. Yes, and also, Yeah, Grain Duro. And okay, so. my friend Andre makes this amazing Border Bash series yeah, now bash, yeah. that's also is supported by Pro. Where is it going? So we were, we were out of events for a long time. Um, just simply because we're, we're quite a small team. Um, and obviously, where, we, where, where Shimano was, we would go. Mm. Um, but we started going our own way to, on some events, um, getting you know standalone events that we would we would focus on. Um, but speaking of Grinduro, obviously the Grinduro partnership is relatively new. Mm-hmm. Um, so that that was a partnership which kicked off about um, two months and a half ago. And uh, yeah, so we're we're official partner to Grinduro. Um, we'll be at each of their events um, in the U.S. Shimano North America and Pro North America will be there. Um, 
and then we've obviously got the Grand Euro events here that we'll we'll be attending as well. Um, I'm On the weekend of my birthday, so it's perfect. Yeah, and I'm I'm going to be riding the one in Italy. Ah, as well. Yes. In Tuscany is going to be right. I, well, <laughs> that's why. No, yeah, 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 yeah. I'm I'm trying to like rent a crowd, bring a whole bunch of people there. Um, it's it's great. I mean, I think it's a fantastic series. I love what it's about. Um, I love the vibe. It's, you know, yeah. So I'm, I'm pretty excited about it. Um, and then also added to that, pretty excited about BBB. So for me, um, you know, Bohemian Border Bash is something that's really special event as well. For us as being, a, we want to be seen as a neutral brand that supports cyclists. Um, you know, Meg Fisher's on, on SRAM. Um, and she's one of our community riders, and uh, um, commun- yeah, BBB is, is sponsored by by them as well. And for us, it's it's fantastic that we can we can be there as a standalone brand, and we can show the products that um, you know don't conflict with anything that any of the other partners are offering. Um, and I think at the end of the day, you know, it's just about being respectful to everybody in the, in the industry as well. You know, in terms of how we promote products at these events, um, but also that. Hey, we're all a cycling community. We're mm. all here to have fun. Um, so yes, those are those are some pretty cool events that we're going to be at. There is also a gravel fondo that's going to be in Limburg, which is the last week of April. Mm-hmm. Um, I'll be there with the the folks from the Shimano Gravel Alliance as well. And um, there's also Worlds this year. So which is well, Worlds every year, but there's also um, going to be a really big party in 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 the UK, well, in Glasgow mm-hmm. um, so there you've got all types of categories so you've got the enduro side you've got mountain bike you've got cross cut you know, every category will be there so it's going to be mega yeah um, and then I will be at Roubaix mm-hmm. um, oh yeah mm. my first Roubaix really I- are you riding it <laughs> no so I had a bit of a fall in January in um, in Calpe, which I, I don't I don't really I haven't really spoken much about. How are you feeling that now? How, are you, how is it going? Yeah, I'm okay. Like I was I was out for a little while. Mm. Um, yeah, it it was it was a beautiful ride, beautiful beautiful day, and uh, came down the hill forty odd k's an hour and um, such a nightmare. Hit a rock and yeah, came down like a like what we call it, like a kudu or a deer. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and um, yeah, I got a pretty, pretty gnarly gash to the leg and uh, which I got an infection from, got really ill and mm. went on three courses of antibiotics. Long, long story short, I don't think I'm fit enough to ride Roubaix yet. So I will be going... Um, Are you going to bring your bike? I'm bringing least? my pom-poms. That's what I'm doing. Okay, okay. You're not bringing not even the bike. At least, I don't know, they are, they are in the forest or whatever. One, yeah, one. I had someone ask me yesterday as well. A buddy of mine from the States is coming out, and they also asked me the same question. They were like, oh, you bring your bike? I was like, I don't know. It's better having it and not using I it. I think I'll have regret if I don't take it. Exactly. Yeah, so um, she, she will be going. Liv will be coming. Mm. And um, I, I'm super psyched to watch the woman. Absolutely. That is that is like it's my dream come true. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm 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 completely fangirling out here, like com- completely. So Saturday is going to be mega. I'm going to be screaming for every single woman that is on that bike and on on Saturday. Um, I'll be with the with the Shimano team, and uh, yeah, and then on Sunday, um, yeah, Sunday we'll be there with Quickstep. So we'll be. Uh, Chilling with our besties from Quickstep and, um, well, from Sudol Quickstep. 
Um, and then the other events which we have is obviously Eurobike. You're going to be at Eurobike this year? I absolutely think so. I mean, you can be there. I, yeah. 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 There's yeah. going to be some cool stuff happening there. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. Tell me something. No. Okay. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Makes sense? Make sense? Maybe off the record. <laughs> okay, okay. You will never know it. <laughs> no, but it's super cool. I mean, actually having this support for... Um, all the spectrum, right? We were talking all about actually, um, I mean, the words is going to be a huge party and everything is going to be there. Mountain bike, BMX, everything is going to be there. Then yeah. there is this, uh, I mean, the Roubaix and everything related actually to that. Some trade show, of course, Eurobike, but also with some nice rides that you can do around. Yeah. Plus some grassroots events like, I mean, Grinduro, amazing yeah. party and everything. Plus... Border Bash series, another cool thing. So, I mean, it's yep. good actually to be to be so, um, let's say, flexible to have the possibility to do many things. Yeah, and I think that's one of the biggest things that, um, you know, our mother company, obviously Shimano, do really well is they really support cycling, um, support the events, support the riders. Um, and that's something that for, for pro, um, to the best of our ability, um, looking at obviously resource differences, um, we want to do as well. We want to we want to be there where we can. Um, but yeah, you know, we can't be everywhere. Absolutely, everyone, always. Yeah. Um, but um, but certainly these key events that tick the boxes for all of us um, are, are very important. And of course, and of course, uh, not to forget, every single one of our pro product developers ride gravel. Everybody. Everybody rides gravel. Oh. So they're either they're either really good road cyclists. I mean, we've got, we've got one or two of them in the, in the team that are incredibly talented road cyclists. Um, and we've got mountain bikers. But one of the, the, the common denominators in the whole team is that everybody rides gravel. Perfect. So, um, so that's pretty – they're really excited about the events as well. So you'll definitely see some of the pro de- development team um, that will be at some of those events. That's super nice. Can't wait. I would see. I mean, I'm going to be in Aragon anyways with uh, the border bash Aragon. So let's see what I can see there. Yeah. Perfect. Nice. We need to move a step forward because that's also another thing that makes a little sense talking about production and talking about product themselves. Pro as, uh, I mean, a... But still, with the philosophy that we were saying before, of not shouting loud about everything you do, but actually the step into the sustainability is quite strong. I mean, it's quite, at least here internally on the things that you do and what you can see, what I can see around is really visible. But what's then the take and what's going on and what are what is actually also the future and the outlook of sustainability in terms of yeah everything that you're doing here in pro and i know that actually this thing is going to move around not only on production but yeah but i mean also what is sust- sustainability at mm-hmm. the end of the day you know a lot of people think it's um it's simply just you know printing less paper but it's um it's not and it's something that um from our mother company is part of our business. Mm. It's part of, it, it's one of, if not the most important pillar within this organization. Um, it is a massive factor for us as a company. Um, it's something that the president of Shimano takes incredibly seriously. Um, it's, it's something that is written in my KPI, uh, my Great. personal development KPI. Wow. It's, it's a course that I'm following at the moment is, mm-hmm. is on sustainability. 
um, you made a you made a well saw a lady downstairs um, in in the business center earlier. Justine, mm-hmm. Justine and her team, what they're focusing on is 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 O, um, which is is basically economic sustainability. Um, and one of the things that we've obviously seen from a pro side, and, and one of the mandates that we've been given by um, Shimano throughout the business is is how is your department taking responsibility for sustainability. Um, but sustainability is not only, like I said earlier, it's not only just printing fewer papers, but it's also sustainability on um, and diversity. It's also about inclusivity. It's also about it's it's a massive ecosystem. Um, and one of the things we started doing, or one of the things I started doing when I when I signed up with Pro, was um, to take very serious note of um, our packaging. Mm. And working with the product team and, and really seeing what differences we can make there. Um, and in the last year, we, we year and a half, sorry, we came out with new packaging. So it's here on the table. Oh, now people listening to this won't be able to see it. Can we take a photo and post it? Yeah, for sure. That's Absolutely. Okay. Um, yeah, so so the um, the ink that we use is, is soy ink as mm-hmm. well. Um, it's 100% recycled, recyclable paper. Um, we got rid of the plastic um, you know, and, and, and it's a work in progress. It's something that we're always from a product development side of things as well as packaging development side of things, working with our vendors and our suppliers to try and do better. You need to do better. It's not just can we do better? It's we have to do better every time. So it's looking at new materials, different materials. It's always going to be incredibly difficult when you're looking at products that, well, <laughs> carbon, Mm-hmm. Hello, as well as alloy. Um, those are not going away anytime mm. soon. So one of the things I did was from from a marketing aspect, I I looked at what is the biggest amount of alloy and carbon that we are rece- we are receiving um, from our um, obviously vendors and suppliers. It was for non-writable samples. So for those who don't know what a non-writable sample is, is basically it's a, it's a sample that um, has not passed um, MPAN. It, it was well, still in the process of passing MPAN. Um, and we, get these, we got these samples, um, and we used to use them for photo shoots or for expos, etc. And, and, and there was quite a few of them would, which would, would r- arrive every time a new product would be developed. Um, the first thing I did was I was, I was like, hell no, <laughs> that's enough of that. We don't need those. We don't need those. I want to put everything, get everything in CAD and throw everything into 3D render. So every single product um, that Pro develop now goes through this 3D render process. We, um, I found an agency in Amsterdam that, that does everything for us. Can we name it? INDG. Perfect. Um, and what it does is, what it is is basically it's all all products playable and that's Mm -hmm. basically what we did was i threw everything into render um if i need to do if we need to do running changes on on products for artwork change or there's a minor little change that needs to happen here because we've we've changed the ports for for cable integration or cable cable routing um it can be done in 3d and um one of the greatest things is is that also if we want to create video content if we if we want to um create social edits we can do it all in 3d 
And going through this process, working with INDG, constantly being like absolutely wowed at what's the next level of, you know, 3D renders and how do we put it into gamification. I mean, there's so much more to this. I mean, mm-hmm. I can talk for hours about this stuff because I get so super pumped about it. Yeah. But um, I was reached out to by a well-known cycling brand. I can't give names. But um, they'd heard via a, a colleague of, of something and that we were using this process and we were use, uh, using it and how we were using it and the benefits of it. And obviously, we did all the reporting on, on how sustainable it was in terms of cutting out samples, just stopping samples, basically. Um, and I had several meetings with this well-known bike brand um, and showed them the case study on what we had done, also showed the case study to our colleagues um, in, J- in Japan as well, as well as our colleagues at uh, at Laser. And, well, needless to say, this well-known bike brand is now using INDG. So amazing. And uh, Laser Helmets are also using um, INDG to uh, for their their product photography as well so um so we're we're always um pushing the boundary in in that aspect but it's something that in terms of how i feel about um, my responsibility as as a marketing manager responsible for the brand globally there are no excuses Mm -hmm. there are no excuses for diversity inclusivity and sustainability in cycling anymore um, and those are topics that we as a business, um, in particular on the sustainability side, um, we have a responsibility, uh, specifically being in the cycling industry. We have the biggest responsibility to make sure that we are getting more people onto bikes, getting fewer people in cars, um, people consciously making decisions within our organization, within their teams on how they can make a difference Printing less paper is an example. Mm-hmm. Uh, making making better product uh, development choices. Um, you know, cutting your carbon footprint on on the marketing side of things as well. So it really does affect all categories within the business. And I love the fact that this is something that our business has made a business target for for the organization. That's pretty really proud good. of that. Must be honest. I mean, it's great, and I love actually the approach that. Sorry, I don't want to point at you. But <laughs> <laughs> I love the approach of the fact that, okay, we can do many things about responsibility, um, uh, sustainability. But, I mean, everybody in the same role, I would say, in the same yeah. kind of category of things that we are doing. So, I mean, you had a look of what was happening now. So, for example, shipping some parts that were not rideable from one side of the world to another side of the world and probably dispose it or trash it or whatever and then having more and everything but this is marketing thing so you cha- you really move the needle on a marketing way of something that was pretty i mean important and probably also consuming for sure um you know we had to it was like i said earlier you know it wasn't it, it just was a conscious decision well i mean it just had to happen um you know sitting in this in this uh, sustainability workshop we had these breakaway sessions, and this is just maybe, maybe something that I can share with everybody, is that um, there are 17 points that basically we had to look at um, and, and having these breakaway groups choose basically three and then break it down to, okay, one. One, this pillar is the most important for us within the sustainability model. Um, the 17th point was raised by somebody and said, you know what, I reckon that that is the most important point in this whole sustainability matrix and you want to know what that point was common goals if we don't have common goals Mm -hmm. in what we want to do everything that we do around sustainability 
is going to amount to nothing. If we don't have agreement between countries, agreement between uh, cycl cycling brands, agreement between each other as humans, basic humans, mm -hmm. and we're, in, we're never going to achieve anything. So um, if we can all agree that, that we have a goal and we have to be focused and we have to be aligned and we have to find some sort of common ground on achieving this, um, we're never going to reach our common goal. So um, I, I love I love the fact that we're on the sustainability workshop. I've got two more weeks on on, on it, and uh, yeah, I'm excited to to see how how our organisation continues to 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 push us and inspire us and help us to do better as humans. Yeah, no, it's uh, it's great, and actually, I love as we were saying also the a bit more of the marketing communication that yeah. is actually moving a lot of this carbon footprint yeah. side that you took on that. And actually, that's another point still on the communication slash marketing part, and in this case, it's content creation yeah. that also gives a good help as well into the um, the sustainability topic. One is actually we are talking about your community riders, right? Yeah, I mean sure. by Outsourcing is a good way. Yeah. Uh, I mean, it's a good uh, is a good way of saying it. Outsourcing a bit the content creation and not just centralizing everything on let's go in this place, let's make a shooting all together every second month or yeah. for every season, but giving the possibility also of creating some social media content or photo yeah. directly to pro from professionals in the content creation. And then having also other supports from them, but actually creating marketing material directly, outsourcing it to the ambassadors or yeah. community riders is one thing. And also on the other side was uh, Jan Gottlich, he's called, I think. And <laughs> yeah. this is also another way of digitalizing content marketing. Uh, sorry, content marketing. Marketing, content marketing, yes. On yeah. the side, a bit more of the digital world, having the possibility of uh, telling stories in a different way. Yeah, absolutely. I mean... Um We, I have my, well, I got my. It's not mine. It's pros. Okay. <laughs> pros, my baby. But anyway, uh, we have our in real life ambassadors or community writers, mm -hmm. and then we've got our content CGI characters mm -hmm. and uh, community writers, rather. So we've got Ian Gottlich, we've got Diego Martinez. I don't know if you've seen Diego. Never. And then we've got there's a new one that that Claudio has been working on, which is Cadence Petit. Okay. So basically, Claudio, um, the, how, how the story goes back is is Claudio, the does, the, the dude behind um, Ion Gottlich or Ian Gottlich, is uh, he's actually South African. He lives oh. in he lives in Cape Town. Fantastic human with a, a wickedly wild, awesome sense of humor. Um, and he had created this character. And long story short, if if you go and you 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 basically type in Google Iron Gottlich, uh, Bora Hansgrohe, you'll see that Iron and Peter Sagan had a lot of exchanges. Um, Eurosports brought Iron on board a couple of years back. Um, and when I started with, with Pro, I was like, you know, how can we get something that is, that is super agile? We can have a lot of fun with, um, we can, we can basically change him. He's never, he's never going to change in any way whatsoever. We can have fun with him. We can put him in different scenarios anywhere in the world where, as you said, he doesn't have to get on an airplane. Mm -hmm. We don't have to do a photo shoot. We don't have to put him in a car. It's basically Claudio sitting in, in his studio, developing Iron and Iron going off on these adventures. Or Claudio basically going for a ride and shooting with his phone and superimposing Iron in there. 
Um, Ion is a lot of fun. He's also, he's, he's the fun side of pro. Mm-hmm. Um, I had a lot of, I raised a lot of eyebrows when, when I brought him on board as a community rider. I think internally everyone was like, what is she doing? Like, <laughs> crazy. Why is she, how is this guy? I mean, he's, he's this, the CGI character is like just so off brand, but I was, what I wanted to achieve with that and I have achieved with that is, is that it's actually so off brand that it's, it's on brand. It's totally on brand. Yeah. And we've made him into this fun loving hilarious character who um just always seems to be getting up to no good um and poor diego diego's a little little like skinny dude who um is is always getting bullied by ion um and then there's cadence um cadence petite is uh she'll be she'll start coming out in in the next couple of months but um but yeah i've had a lot of fun with that and then again it's it's basically it's about not having photo shoots it's limiting mm-hmm. your carbon footprint it's it's having something that um, you can always build on. And this family of three, um, we could have a family of 20. Um, and from that, Ion has also um, spurred our, as an example, Shimano Service Center contacted Claudio. And they're using Claudio as well to create characters for Shimano Service Center content that they're creating. Oh, nice. So, um, so yeah, it's, it's, it's pretty cool. CGI is fantastic. I love it. Uh, yeah, it's great. It's yeah. really great. I have a lot of fun with it, for sure. <laughs> yeah. Last topic. Yes. And uh, really last question. I mean, um, checking around, been having a nice little long walk but an amazing day here in the shimano pro offices but talking about pro i saw actually that you are doing things for everything i mean you can find out stuff for for road bike we talked about gravel mountain bike parts handlebar and everything ah yeah the sneak peek and uh, you are also going into garments don't you <laughs> sorry i'm laughing but i i want to ask you firstly um, where where did you get that idea? We have friends in common, and uh, I remember that a few. When was it? End of last year, you did a photo shoot yes. here around in a crazy rainy period. It was oh, actually the wow. period of Grand Duro. I'm going to take this as a compliment, actually. Oh. So, so no, we. <laughs> <laughs> You're not going into garments. No, 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 no. Mm. We're not. We used to. We used to do shoe covers. Yeah. I still get people asking me about the shoe covers. Uh, but, but complete but covers or just shoe, the tip? Just uh, full, full, oh, full. Yeah. Um, but we don't do those anymore. Like wheels, we don't do wheels mm. anymore. Uh, but this is a mega compliment. So thank you because it's um, you're talking about the ambassador clothing. So Absolutely. Our, our community rider yeah. clothing. Yes. So it's a little side pre- hustle of mine. Not a side hustle, but more of a, a side passion, I would say. Um, I think that if people represent a brand, they want to be comfortable and they want to look cool. So what I did was um, I came up with a range of clothing for our community riders. Mm-hmm. And I think I assume that's what you're talking about. Absolutely, <laughs> the bomber jackets it, and the, yeah. the flying tracksuits yeah. and the yeah. So that's um, very sought after in in within this organization. I get asked all the time for some of the stuff, but it, it's very limited for our community riders. Um, okay. and I love it. I love I love the clothing. I have a lot of fun with it. Um, you know the the jackets, the outfits, the. We um, we we basically got everybody kitted out in it when we were in uh, the, when, in the Ardennes shooting, but also when we went to Morocco. Um, yeah, and I love it. I also did it for the team as well. So team clothing, 
same story. Um, yeah, I think denim's super rad, and I've made sure that everybody's rocking denim and, and looking relevant, right, as a brand. Mm -hmm. So it's one of the joys that being a you know Shimano-owned brand or a standalone brand. Um, like pro we can do we can be more agile in that department we don't have to be so corporate you know mm -hmm. um and i love it i really do I, i get great kicks out of coming up with the clothing concepts and ideas for the brand um great i don't think i'm going to be able to do much more of that in my new role but um i really have enjoyed it and and i hope the the person who i hand the baton over to um, it's going to take as, as much joy and, and, and pride as, as I did in, in um, creating these outfits that, yeah, just make people want to wear them and be cool and, and yeah, look cool, I guess. <laughs> yeah, makes sense. So, I mean... But, I mean, uh, thanks. Thanks if you... It's great. Yeah. yeah I've seen a few of them. <laughs> if you it's thought that good. we were launching clothing, yeah. then okay. Then I, I think it, we did okay there. <laughs> yeah. It's great. It's great. So, yeah, um, seems like you're not going into clothing in general, but my last question really to wrap up everything. Alexa, what's next? <laughs> Wow, for, for pro, for me, I guess... Uh, I was expecting this question, and I would say both. <laughs> both. <laughs> so, um, yeah, um, my last day with, with pro will, will be the 13th of April. Mm -hmm. um, but last, not my last day with this amazing organization with whom, for whom I work. Um, I've accepted a role as the marketing manager for Shimano Road. Mm -hmm. um, I'm, I'm super thrilled, super excited. Um, yeah, I think we're going to have a lot of fun with the role. It's a, it's a, it's a really special role as well. Um, but I think in terms of, you know, pro and the growth and development of pro, it's going to continue to go from strength to strength. Um, we've made some incredible steps in the last three and a half years in terms of brand positioning. Um, you know, we also will, will launch a new naming, saddle naming structure as well in the, in the coming months. Mm -hmm. So I can give you a little bit of, of an insight into that. Um, we've got uh, really fun new uh, products that we will be introducing on the 21st of April, mm -hmm. um, specifically on the off-road side of things. Um, for e-mountain bikers and, and enduro riders as well. So you can keep an eye out for that. Um, and, uh, yeah, I guess there's some, some more exciting products, which we actually had to hide. I mean, if you look to your right, there, there's a big drawer here. Yeah. So hidden in that drawer are, are all the projects that we are, our development team are working on, which I threatened them with their lives yesterday that they had to go and hide away. Um, just simply because I didn't want anyone seeing, we didn't want anyone seeing them as yet. So lots coming from pro, lots of exciting things coming from pro. Um, and well, my, I guess my, my next thing will be to say, um, yeah, I'll see you at the, see you at the classics. Um, and uh, see you, see you in the world of Shimano Road, especially with, um, yeah, Gires, Altegra, 105. And of course, we've just introduced Qs as well. I'm mm -hmm. sure you saw that. Yeah, 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 yeah. I'm really humbled, really grateful. And yeah, thrilled. Going to go and have some fun. Absolutely. Alexa, thanks a lot for having me and best of luck for everything else thanks to you and um yeah we're gonna go and have a nice lunch now i think we should yeah. i think i think it's i think it's food time yeah. now so uh, but thanks for having us on the show as well we can't we can't wait to to yeah pick up again on on where we left off now and um yeah wishing you all the best as well thanks stefano thanks alexa Ciao. bye and thanks a lot alexa for the amazing 
conversation and for showing me around and also for the lovely boat of sushi that we had as lunch after our talk. Also, the beer was super amazing. La Chouffe is really good. And it's good actually to step away a bit on <laughs> from craft beers from time to time. Thanks a lot for having me there. And thanks a lot for the lovely conversation. And thanks a lot to everybody of you for listening until here. It's great pleasure to know that so many people are listening and I can get a lot of support out there. Talking about support, remember that you can share and push the bell button from Spotify and you can do something pretty similar on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts and everywhere and share it with friends. I mean, sharing this episode with friends that are into uh, sustainability, into inclusivity and into custom bikes would be super awesome and knowing also a bit of a brand story about bicycles is also a good way to get in touch with this episode coffee link down below pay me a coffee and this podcast will stay independent and don't forget about thinking about the charity that you can support this new one for this week is upcycle london upcycle lnd uh, london is upcycle ldn .co.uk uh, where you can actually support this amazing charity who is giving the possibility to kids to ride their bike, to know, to work the bike with the bike and uh, to get a life changed with the help of bikes. Till next time, can I promise you how and when is it gonna be? No. Can I tell you that it's gonna be amazing? Yes. Let's aim for a couple of weeks. I will try to make it happen. Thanks a lot.